It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Welcome back to another Summer Sessions interview with the most watched show in junior hockey, a show that is really taking the month of June after not after always trying to take a break. We tried to take a break in April. USPHL draft came through tons and tons of prep work for that. No break. Then we said, okay, May, definitely, definitely taking a break. No, what did we decide to do? We decided to throw on a little logo rebrand. We're brainstorming some new logos, some new ideas for some merch. We're keeping things fresh. And so now it's June and we've got to quote, get back to work. And a man who's never stopped working because his name is on the show. A man who never rests because you always find something else to get involved in. And a man who is grinding out probably about three to four strokes off a golf game since we last checked in with him. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome back to yet another Summer Sessions podcast. Yeah, the driver's off the hook of late. I'm hitting the ball far. You know, when you hit the ball far, you feel like a big guy. And when you feel like a, when you, when you feel like a big dog, you know, you, you get to eat first of the bowl. That's what I always say, you know, and that's what I feel like right now on the links. But but we've got a big dog on the podcast today. We got a guy who we covered when he was on the ice. A guy who I've learned I've said his name wrong uh, <laughs> right here uh, at the beginning of this podcast prior to us recording, obviously. So there there I could have gotten off the hook. I could have let myself off the hook. But you're I could a professional. Have not told anybody, and I could have just said it right to start the show. But Dan K has I I don't know what it is. But I can, you give me an Eastern European last name, I will knock it out of the park, right? You give me, Lucas, you're the resident Italian of the show, but you give me, I am the only I sit back and the, I just let you cook. <laughs> I put the G in lasagna. That's what I'll tell you this much. I put the G in lasagna. And this is Matt Manilia of the Elmira Impact, making an impact on the bench, a new little rebrand there with the name, with the title, with the logo. Matthew, what's going on, Coach? How we doing? How we doing, Dan? How we doing, Lucas? We're doing well. We're doing well. You're probably doing better now that I'm saying your name correctly. But it, it does feel a lot better knowing that you can pronounce it now. <laughs> Come on, this is it. I can I can have a little Sunday sauce here, Lucas. Now I'm allowed back at the dinner table. I'm allowed to hang out with the guys again. Matt, talk to me here. You guys are getting ready for a new season in Elmira. You've got this rebrand. Kind of where are things at right now in Elmira? Where are we at in the process of the offseason? In the process of the offseason, we're looking really good. Both teams are looking very strong right now. We brought a lot of the core back to the premier team, and we brought a solid core back on our elite team. Um, obviously, rebranding it to the impact kind of shows what we want to do here in Elmira. We want to have an impact, um, whether it's in our players' development, in the community, or just in hockey in general, making sure these kids know that this game goes on long after their playing careers. So we want to make sure we have that impact on the guys getting them ready for the college route, getting them ready to play wherever they're going to play after us. Like we, we want to have that big influence in their lives. And I think impact is the perfect name to represent that. Yeah. Matt, you talk about there's a lot more after the game of hockey. I mean, you're proof of it, right? We've watched you play on the ice. Now we're watching you behind the bench. And I've said your name right the entire time on both of those occasions and <laughs> never gotten it wrong, never missed, but we look at you now behind the bench, right? And and coaching in the USPHL, a guy who's played in the USPHL Premier, a guy who's played in the NA3. Can you talk to me a little bit about taking your playing career, where you've been and what you've seen as a player, and, and how you've kind of translated that into getting behind the bench and helping these young guys now on their journey? 
Well, the biggest thing for me is I've made all the mistakes you can make and I've done things right. So being close to these kids age and understanding what they're going through, the experience of being away from home for the first time, being in the USPHL, the grind that is the season, being able to help them understand what path is ahead of them early in the year, and then being able to teach them how to handle themselves outside of the season. I think that's translated really well to the guys that we have and the guys who I've coached in the past. Um, it really is pretty cool to be playing coaching in the same league that I got to play. So it's, um, it, it's really an interesting way that things have gone throughout uh, hockey for me. Yeah, and, and you're a young coach too, right? You're 99. You look at it. You're a guy who just, just took the skates off. I mean, for, for a player, what, what kind of a coach are you? Like if I'm coming to the locker room, are you, are you a player's coach? Are you the Rex Ryan kind in the room? Are you, are you more of a Bobby Knight? What do we got? What's the coaching style of Mr. Manelia? It, it, it's kind of a mix of a bunch of different guys. I, I've learned from some great coaches in Greg Sears and uh, Mike Stanaway. Um, it, it's definitely been a mix of uh, players coach and uh, definitely the hard nose type of guy. Uh, it depends on how the players are acting that day. Now you learn from Mike Stanaway. You go five on three this year. You're on the power play, the two-man advantage. You pulling the netminder too, or you like Mike in that way? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. Um, definitely not that big of a risk taker. Maybe in a couple of years after I get some more years under my belt. But uh, as of right now, no, that goalie is staying right where he is. Yeah, when you get over a decade into the game, you can start <laughs> doing things like Mike does. Mike tells me one day on a broadcast, he just goes. It was one of the few interviews I was down on the bench for. He goes, oh, we're about to get a two-man advantage. Hold on real quick. Calls over his net miner, and he goes, I was doing this on Shell. It worked every time, so I started doing it in real life. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, you're about scored a goal on it, too. Didn't turn the puck over. It's amazing. He's a fun guy. You talk about it. He's got that mix, too. I can kind of see what you mean by that kind of taking that mix of, hey, players coach, but knowing when to kind of buckle down. Yeah. Uh, when I played for him, it was definitely – a good experience for me who was going to go into coaching the next year yep. to kind of learn from him some of the things that he did and understanding that personality, understanding the way he was running things definitely helped me when I got behind the bench. Lucas, what, what do you got for coach Manilia here? I mean, you guys, uh, you would say Manilia, right. I can guarantee you that you don't say Lasagna like I do. <laughs> uh, it, 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 go ahead, Lucas. I, I, I apologize for my stupidity. I think, Coach, we're gonna we are gonna play a game with you um, at the the closer to the end of the podcast, where Dan's gonna ask you rapid fire questions. I think you and I should play a game with Dan at some point this season, where we give him a list of words and names and <laughs> see how he can pronounce them rapid fire on first look. I guarantee, I I would give him I would put the over under at at thirty percent correct probably. You're giving him that much credit? Yeah, I'll take that, honestly. That sounds like my grades in school. When you guys come out to Elmira, we'll definitely have something set up for Dan in the broadcast boot. There we go. I like that. Love that. We'll, we'll, set, we'll set up some pasta. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a time. And, and you I might give you a fake uh, name sheet just with a bunch of comments <laughs> names and see how many you could get through before you realize. Only characters from The Godfather. Starting starting in net today is Vito Corleone. <laughs> I'm just putting an Italian flag next to each name to just throw you off. That's it. I, I, I'll, I'll fall apart. Replacing last names with just random pastas over here. <laughs> uh, 
Coach, I, I think the one thing I wanted to talk about with you kind of goes back to um, something you that Dan mentioned about being a younger coach. Um, so I, when I first graduated college, um, I went immediately became a teacher. Um, I was a history and economics teacher. I was 22 years old teaching 18-year-olds, right? And, and the piece of advice that I got was that, you know, you have to assert your authority over them because you don't have the age difference. I got into that classroom the first day. And I didn't have to do any of that. I felt like I could use that youth to my advantage. I could connect with, you know, some of the students a little bit more because I felt like I could relate to some of the things that they were going through rather than immediately put that distance between them. Do you find that that the youth that you have is an asset in the way that you approach kind of working with these players, not just on the ice, but off the ice too? hundred percent, hundred percent. My first coaching job was a goalie coaching job with the Great Falls Americans in the NA3. That was the last team I played for too. So 90% of that team were my teammates the year before. The way they just embraced me and took me in as a coach and gave me the respect of a coach kind of set the tone for me the rest of the way up until today, just because I know the relationship I can have, especially guys who were my teammates and who saw me do stupid stuff, who saw me be that guy. And then right away, they respected me as a coach and gave me that respect from the start. That kind of left an impression on me that, okay, I can talk to these guys the way I know they'll respond to. But when I need to show the authority and be authoritative, they're going to respect it and they're going to understand that. And that's the same relationship I try to have with the guys now. I love that, right? Because sometimes there's there's kind of a weird. We've talked a lot on the show over the years about different stigmas that kind of exist in hockey, right? And and this one, I feel like I sometimes hear from parents and and they worry about a young coach. And we always tell them you you really don't have to worry because if they're a coach, right, they know what they're doing. They understand the game. You know, however they grow to understand it, they understand it, and it gives them an advantage. It it gives them that ability to kind of you know, as opposed to this this wall that exists sometimes between coaches and players, it allows there to be that professional space where there there is that differentiation, right, between coach and player. But from a mentality perspective, it allows, I, I felt like, it allows you to kind of share in their struggles a little bit more, to give them a little bit more support. And especially when you talk about the importance of the locker room, sometimes the word family is overused, but it, there is a lot of advantage to kind of feeling like you're one family. I think it's underused, truthfully. Like family is the most important part of this. You're with these guys for six to eight months out of the year. You're living away from your family. So you need to find that comfort somewhere. And that's where the locker room is important. Having that family atmosphere, knowing you can go to the coach and be able to talk to him and know that he's understanding what you're going through. Sometimes it's hard to understand what these guys are going through when it's been so long since you've been there. I was just there in a couple of years. It's going to be hard when I can't relate to the players, <laughs> but um, right now I can. So I try and use that to my advantage as much as possible. Lucas, what does family mean? Go. What have I taught you? Forget about me. I love you. Forget about me. I love you, baby. That's the room. F A M I L Y. Forget about I might me. have to put that on the locker room board this year. It's a worthwhile one there, right? And that's something that I know I used to champion coach. I was I was in the same shoes you were on the baseball diamond. I, I mean, I finished a college career and was was behind a bench coaching a pitching staff that I had worked with the year before as a player, right? And yeah. the, you deal with a lot of the stuff. Like 
you guys were hanging out the year before, right? When you're in that room. So they've seen you in, in your fun times. They've seen you yeah. when it's not a work day anymore. And when you become a coach, you get behind the bench, you have to separate that portion of it. You have to kind of have those tough conversations. I had a guy who was in the rotation with me who had more talent than I could ever imagine, right? This was a guy who was the best athlete in every room he was in all the way through his youth, his high school, his NCAA career and beyond. And he was a guy who needed tough love, right? But when you're trying to give the guy tough love, who was also your buddy last year, I mean, we almost went to blows at one point in the season. He he got upset at me, he comes running up to me, and I had to pull him aside and go, look, I love you, man, but this is what you need. And I'm trying to provide you what you need. And, and there was a moment that you could see it click in his head right in that moment. He goes, oh, you're not my teammate anymore, right? You're you're not just my friend. You're not just my teammate. You're now my coach. Now you're helping me develop. It's, it's fun to watch that side of it, too. I got to imagine seeing those guys you played with, kind of learning from you as well and being able to kind of to preach what you know and even learn from them. It's got to be a great experience. Yeah, and I think the fun part for me was also realizing I knew how to talk to them as a teammate. And then when you talk to them as a coach, it kind of isn't that big of a difference unless when you have to get hard with them. But when you're just talking to and try and teach them, it kind of does go the same way when you're a teammate with them because everybody's here to learn. Everybody's here to develop. So when you get advice, the guys who are open to it, it's really an easy conversation to have, especially when things are going rough. And I've played on great teams. I've played on teams that struggle. It, the way you communicate with players is always the same. And when you get to coaching, you kind of got to realize that it is the same. But at the same time, there is that level of separation that makes it the professional professional um, conversation that you're having with the kid. Now, Coach, let, let's get into this Elmira squad, this Elmira season. If I'm a player sitting at home right now, what, or if I'm a player who's about to go to Elmira this, this summer into the fall, uh, what am I getting each and every day? What does it look like being a, a member of the Elmira Impact? It's a lot of work. Our schedules are extremely heavy. Um, you're in the gym. You're on the ice twice a day for both teams. It's um, a lot of development, a lot of uh, – a lot of skating sometimes, but um, the workouts are great. Our training facility is one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, we have a great training staff that works with our players and really helps them get to that next level off the ice. And then on the ice, Coach Patterson does an amazing job with the Premier guys. He really is going to get them revved up this year. I'm expecting a lot of big things out of that Premier team. And uh, Coach Cam Yarwood, who's going to be our assistant coach, he just got finished p- done playing as well. Um, he's going to add another level of development to this program that is really exciting. For the elite guys, it's going to be a lot of what the Premier gets. It's going to be a lot of skating. It's going to be a lot of development. Um, I'm expecting big strides from this elite team this year. Definitely uh, 180 from what we saw last season. Yeah, and, and you look, development's the key at this level, right? Like I think right. I think people lose that sometimes is – we if if I go to to X team and I skate around and I'm the best looking player on the ice and I'm not getting any better. I'm not better on day 50 than I am on day one or day 300 as I was on day one. Then I'm not doing my job at this level, right? Kind of the development can preach the importance of that. I mean, you're a guy who's had to do it himself as a player, as an athlete. Now you're doing it as a coach and helping these guys get there. How important is the weighing of the development and getting better throughout the year compared to the winning and losing? Like what, what, where do we measure that? Obviously we all want to win. There's no question that we don't all want to win. That's our number one goal. Every team, when they go into training camp, I've never been on a team that says, Hey, we want to be in last place. 
everybody wants to win. But at the tier three level, the development is the major key. Making sure that you're getting better each day and that you're in a place where you can grow each day is the most important part. Off that elite team last year, we had two college commits. Premier had multiple college commits, multiple guys going on to play tier two. That's the goal. We're not looking here to bring kids in, keep them here for four years, let them age out, and then go do whatever you want. We're fine with guys developing quick and moving on to big, bigger and better things right away. That's the goal. Our guys get the ice time. They get all the teaching they can possibly want. If guys want more ice, we give them as much as we can. Like Our goal is to make sure that these kids get to another level as fast as they can. And I love that, right? Because it, it is it is really important to get as much ice time as possible, right? There is there is you you don't learn hockey by watching it, right? You learn hockey by being out there, by by skating, by getting better. Um I certainly didn't improve my golf game by watching all those YouTube videos. I can tell you that much right now. Uh so that is certainly a hundred percent. But I when you hear about a program that is as supportive, you know, is what you're talking about, that isn't afraid to talk about the idea of, look, if you're, we're going to give you as much as we can give you. If you need something different, that's fine. If you want to stay with us, that's fine. We want to help these players get better. So hopefully that turns into wins. You know, sometimes it doesn't, but we're hoping that it does. And it, it sounds like what you're building with the impact is a program that, not to be cheesy, but is willing to make an impact on a player's life, right, in hockey career, whether that's with you or whether that's with a different program. Right. We just want our guys to succeed. That's the biggest part. And at the Tier 3 level, succeeding is getting to another level, getting to that Tier 2 level, getting to you're on the elite team, getting to Premier the next year. If you're on Premier, getting Tier 2, Oregon, the college, whatever route it might be, that's what we want for our players. And that's something that I think we've done a good job of over the past couple of years when we were the junior enforcers now going to be the impact. We're looking to carry that tradition all the way through. Now talk about the community that you're in, right? Because we've, you know, we've, we've been to Elmira a couple of times. Uh, we, we certainly haven't been as much as we would have liked to in the last year or so. And we're, we're hoping to get back up there to call a couple of games and, and spend some time up there this year. But Talk about the community you're in. What can a, what does a community give to a junior hockey team, and, and what can a, a junior hockey team give back to that community? I truthfully believe Elmira is one of the most underrated hockey markets I've been a part of. The community support and the desire for hockey in this town is extremely high. It's a great place when we're winning. It's even a great place if we're losing. Like The, the community rallies around behind its teams. And you have that with our pro team. You have that with our college team. You have that with us. Everybody in the hockey community here is given the same level of respect, and it's honestly a great atmosphere to be around. Dan, I'm excited to get back there this year. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get back in that building to to see some of these uh, see some of these folks to make you pronounce a bunch of names. I think we should get back. I'm excited to get back. I love the building. I love the setup. But you know what I love? A little competition, Lucas. And I think it's time. For you to hide yourself here, and we're going to put Coach Manilia in the hot seat. Coach, this is a game we used to play when I was with the Flyers organization. We put you on the spot. It was called Minor Chats at the time. It was a two-minute long game show. We got a minute on the clock, though. You're going to get one minute. It is the silly season, so we get silly for a moment. These are personal questions. There's no wrong answers. It's your own personal preference. Eight is the score to beat. If you can beat Mike Stanaway, you will put yourself atop the leaderboard for now. 
Let's do this. Ready, coach? Are you ready for me to start the clock? Let's go do it. Let's go. First question, what's your favorite color? Blue. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? New York Rangers. Oh, nice pick. Uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island and could only eat one food forever, what would it be? Chicken parm. Oh, good call. Uh, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? She's in concert right now. Oh, gotta go all too well. Ten minute version. Great pick. I know you were trouble when you walked in. I love that one too. Other than Taylor Swift, favorite musician or band? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Favorite hockey player of all time? Mike Richter. Uh, high scoring win or shutout win? Shutout win. Uh, if you weren't a coach, what job would you do? Uh, cooking. Uh, what is your favorite amphibian? Platypus. <laughs> Platypus. That is not an amphibian. Incorrect. <laughs> At a barbecue, you going hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Uh, if we're rolling out, are you going to go to a diner, a drive-in, or a dive first? Diving. Diving. Here, guys. Soup salad or breadsticks? Breadsticks. Breadsticks. Last question. You want a million dollars? Yeah. Oh, just after the buzzer, Coach. You won a million. I've got it in a box next to me. I was going to send the briefcase. <laughs> but what I will tell you, we're going to tell you this up. Even with the incorrect platypus, look, <laughs> I'm going to bring you in. Is a platypus, uh, is that an amphibian? <laughs> J Jamie, Jamie, go ahead and look this up for me real quick. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's a mammal. Uh, let's see. Is I'm not 100% sure. I believe it's the only build mammal that lays eggs. A platypus is a mammal. Ah, I did it. Look a at me. semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal endemic to Eastern Australia, including Tasmania. Going to tell you, I got that right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, coach. Eleven correct answers. You are in the lead in the clubhouse. Great work, Coach Manili. That's my first win over Coach Stairway, so I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll count it. We're going to we're going to tell George Kelly to put it up in the stats. Lucas, you can come <laughs> back in and join us now. Great work back there, Jamie. By the way, to keep yourself behind the screen as you as you went. Yeah. This is this is when when you talk about like the ultimate genesis of what we do. Usually, if you don't see me on a piece of content, it's because I'm furiously either fixing something or googling something in the background. <laughs> also, Coach, you were the first person to actually give a Taylor Swift song. Really, I've been disappointed, and I've given one each show. Untouchables, a good song that I like from Taylor Swift. Uh, I knew you were trouble. Uh, which in a younger portion of my life, I was once told uh, that that song uh, was about me, which, you know, we get it. I, I took it as a compliment at the time of my life. Taylor Swift's easily in my top 10. She's definitely on my Spotify rap list every year. So Taylor Swift's a good time. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Lucas, your favorite Taylor Swift song? I, I don't. I, truthfully. Your missus truthfully, was just at the concert. She didn't bring home one song that you remember. But, but I don't listen to it. Come now, on. There's guys. listen, no, here, listen. Toxic. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that I am I am adjacent exposed to. Selling Sunset on Netflix, for example, is a show that <laughs> I sarcastically watched and now actually watch. <laughs> Taylor Swift has not made the cut. Um, unfortunately. It just I, I haven't. She's great. I, she's, I love so what she's th doing. Th by this is what's gonna happen when you guys come to Elmira next. I'm gonna have a list of Italian names for uh, Dan and Lucas. <laughs> the rink is only gonna play Taylor Swift song the game. That, I'm in for that. Huge I am 100 in for that. We'll have a Taylor Swift night. We'll, we'll call it. Uh, we'll call it Eras the Hockey Tour, and uh, we'll, we'll make uh, it. Fun. 
I'll get the promo started right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, we'll get we'll get an Eros Cup. We can make it a microphone. We'll get a bedazzled microphone as a trophy. And you guys pick your opponent for that night. And everything's Tay Swift theme. We'll see if we can get Tay Swift out. We'll we'll just pepper her with nothing but social media. Content. She might be busy for like the it. next twenty years. <laughs> she, <might not laughs> she, she can't be that busy. Come on, how many more concerts could she be re, doing? She's re-recording all her albums. That much I know. What is that about? By so the way? it's it's actually get back into hockey. this is the one thing that I do love, and then we'll get back into hockey. Is she's re-recording all of her albums because she doesn't own the masters to the original recordings. So she's re-recording all the albums, making some small changes, updating it with the vocals, instrumentation, and then eventually she'll replace all of the old albums that she doesn't own the masters of with albums that she does own the masters of because there was like a a rights dispute she got outbid on her own songs by someone else so instead of continuously using songs that she doesn't have the rights to she's just re-recording all her stuff so that the only things out there will be stuff that she does own and by masters you mean like the green jacket of augusta yeah she has several green jackets um i'd imagine <laughs> and uh you know she's she's actually she's lights out from inside 125 yards i think that's the secret to her success well, Coach, let's talk to the secret of your success. I mean, what what is a successful season for you and Elmira this year with this elite squad and, and in, as well helping out with this premier squad? I mean, what what is success in Elmira this year? How do you boil it down? Winning championship. I think that's how every coach is going to define success. Obviously, we have our separate goals of getting players to advance, developing guys from the elite to get to premier, premier, so on. That's success for us, but ultimately as a team and an organization, we want to win. That's that's success. And this guy's proven it. I mean, he's, he just won minor chats for now. He is the leader in the clubhouse. But, I mean, Lucas, an 11's a good score. I'll tell you that the highest score I've ever seen in a minor chats was 16 by Sam Buck, who's now making millions of dollars on Wall Street. Talk about the game of hockey after hockey. But, you know, so – Coach, I think what I'm going to go to here, I think, Lucas, do you have anything before we get to the parting words? Do you have anything left for Coach? You're just going to be quiet. Lucas, you there? You're sitting there. He's quiet. Just not. He's in an intense thought right now. Look at this. This is what he does. He never has parting words. He never has a way to close the show. He just <laughs> leaves it to me because he's got to make the intro. He says he doesn't need to be part of the outro. Well, Coach, Let's get into the parting words. We close the show this way every time. For the folks at home, we're going to be pulling this guy. as This guy's going to be doing a little color commentary for us at a showcase this year. I'm going to pull him onto a broadcast with us or two. But before then, close it out. What do you want to tell the folks at home who are listening here at the Dan K Show? Honestly, the only thing I got to say is that we're looking forward to the 23-24 season. We're looking forward to being part of the USPHL and having a great season. And we wish luck for everybody who's in our division, in our league. And we just want the best for all these players. You guys can reach Coach Manilia there and the Elmira Impact. Hop on social media, slide the DMs, do whatever you got to do to reach these guys and get yourselves in the building. And what I'm going to use, every every show, I've got parting words that go along with our guest. And with Coach Manilia on, a young coach with an organization that, that's developing the future of the game of hockey, my parting words this week or today's show are – the right journey needs the right steps, right? And what that means, what I mean by that is if we're going to get to the finish line, I've been running a lot this summer, folks. And when I got to go run 10 miles, I got to run four miles, I got to run 15 miles. You get in a habit of when you take that first step, you're thinking about the finish line already. 
right? We miss the middle of the run and it's how we get ourselves out of our groove, out of our, out of our proper habits. And it's, it's how we don't reach the end of that run. It's how we die out at mile eight in a 10 mile run. It's how we die out on mile two on a four mile run. Cause we're always thinking about the finish line rather than the steps needed to get there. Elmira's doing the right steps. It's, it's, it's a great move at this rebrand to the impact we had a, I had a dummy on social media I was looking at saying stuff. And you can go to ElmiraImpact.com to learn more about them. But I saw that. I'm looking at this organization in Elmira. The right steps are being taken. This is an incredible organization, a fun one to watch this year. Be ready for the wins. Be ready for this thing to take off. The Elmira Impact, Coach Manelia. This ain't Coach, I'm going to call him Mr. Lasagna going forward. This is how we're talking about it. You'll want to get the water bottle of your dreams. Go to remasteredsleep.com. 10% off at checkout with Dan K. Show as your coupon code. Selly Salt Sprinkle on their next meal. Body Trick, body-trick.com. Go to them right now. They've got all natural products to help heal the muscles and all that. GMU Sport, you can build the muscles with those guys. They do the right things at gmusport.com. And then finally, the Pueblo Bulls, Run With The Bulls, are presenting sponsors. We'll be in Elmira at some point this season. I can tell you that. Coach Manelia is going to be Coach W by the end of this season. we got a lot of wins coming at Elmira. Dan K can tell you that one firsthand. When Dan K is on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thanks for joining us. The Las Vegas Desert Cup Hockey Tournament is celebrating its ninth year of great hockey in the desert. They offer a unique feature in which players can participate in a high-caliber hockey tournament while also enjoying a vacation on the Las Vegas Strip. Families throughout the years have created lasting memories of their time with the tournament, and they look forward to hosting you and your player this upcoming year. Pricing includes a five-game guarantee, 15-20-20 stop time, jersey, pant shell, game socks, Desert Cup welcome gift, all included. For registration information, go to www.dankshow.com backslash the hyphen desert hyphen cup or go to at the underscore dan k show on instagram to find the link in our bio